Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Hopefully a bit different. 10 past 10. Uh, 10 past 9 if you're in Queensland listening to us. Good to have you with us. It's time for Behind the Gates. We'll have a bit of a lick at the multi again today. Um, Mitch Manners, Brad Davidson, Andrew Hurley, uh, myself, all gone with a selected a horse today, like the Pundas Panel multi. We wish the Pundas Panel uh, team all the best of luck. And if you've had a bet there as well, but we'll have a go at the Behind the Gates multi. I might welcome in the man who's sitting right beside me, keeping us company in the studio Brad Davidson. Davo, good morning. What's yeah, happening? Good morning, Richard. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I'm well, thanks. I did see, uh, just reading the text line, a few people having a crack at me this morning. <laughs> did it into you early? Yeah, one having a crack at me about the, uh, the not me having wireless headphones. I'm quite happy with the cord, cords, thanks. I'll, I'll live in the past there. They, they work well for me. I didn't know you had a microphone in the wireless headphones. That's what I thought you needed the cord one for, but there you go. And then someone else saying, Wish Davo would have a crack. Always selects a dollar ten favourite top four pick every week. Have a go. That's, that's not right. Well, I do to select the short ones, but I've only missed one week since we started. So somebody's got to take the anchor leg to try to uh, try to keep it going. So you want to you want to you know do you want? I've got, someone's got to take a safe option every week. I'm happy to do that. But if someone wants to put their hand up for the safe option, I'll take a roughie too. Yeah. But uh, a couple of yeah. tough texts for you early on. I'm happy have, with uh, it. I'm happy with it. Bring it on. Bring bring on the criticism. I love it. Well, the the bloke who put us out of last week's multi off the bat isn't with us. So he he uh, that's the one D Flindell. He uh, he sent us out early, but not to blame anyone. But no pressure on the man who's stepping in to take his place today. He's calling all the action on Festival Stakes Day, and that's Mitch Manners. Hello, Mitch. Yep. Morning, Rich. Morning, Brad. He, he must have got a multi somewhere because he's in Bali. <laughs> yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. Um, he might have dipped out on the punters one, but he, he certainly got a multi at some stage to send him to Bali. But uh, we can um, we can only improve off the last time that I was uh, in the hot seat. I think we, we bowed out in the first leg uh, when I was uh, calling. And then the following week, I think the meeting only lasted four races. So at least we got a refund that time. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give it a go again today. Text there, not not only is the behind, it's not the only behind the gates multi we're competing with because punters panel. Have you seen Duff and Brad Gray have a multi on Thursday? Well, there you go. If you, if you can't find a multi across the sky raising platforms, you, you're certainly not trying. I was going to say, yeah, well, you know, people try to... Uh, Try to, uh, uh, well, what gets good, isn't it? That we have all these multis. It's great for the punters um, at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, hopefully, I'm not sure how the Thursday one's been going. The Friday one's been getting a collect here and there. We've been getting collect here and, here there. and there. We've been a bit quiet the last few, but fingers crossed we can bounce back today. Keep saying the new uh, Diner Discover vouchers, if we can land them, take the family out for dinner if we can uh, lob them. Andrew Hurley's with us with all the latest tab prices. Hurls, it's you are conspicuous by your absence here, but you're on the on the phone. That's one thing. Hello, mate. Yeah, well, officially a day off, but, uh, you know, my loyalty to your the uh, organisation. Yeah, so um, nah, well, uh, more than happy to be here this morning and, uh, yeah, looking forward to this uh, meeting this afternoon. Gee, I tell you what, just looking at the uh, the trade today, it's been busy. It's been busy since the outset and uh, some really good uh, races coming up and plenty of value on the card uh, for the majority of the races. Okay, a few questions rolling in. Again, I'll reel off the text line again if you want to, um, fire something at Brad or Mitch has done the form calling out all the action hurls on myself 0419-767-272 that's 0419-767-272 um, where's that first text g'day Richard and the boys love the show I would like to a right of reply to Kieran of Canberra this week please I'm getting the boys best today while out fishing catching plenty of flatties flatties uh you're pulling. Um, you still be pulling weeds while working. Cheers, Doc from Canberra. Couldn't quite understand that, but Just where are the are the, are the, are the flatties around at the moment? Brad, oh, being, always, being our behind the gates fishing aficionado, they're always around. To to that uh, listener, make sure you give us an update in half hour, please. I want you to just if if you're on the boat right now and you're listening, just just rig up one, put a floater out the back. All right, you can go the flatties on the bottom, but wherever you are, just get a little ball sinker, give it two meter lead, put a gang hook. If you've got a pilchard there, throw it on, float it out the back for half an hour, and report back, please. Okay. Well, if uh, if our man Kieran's listening, they can they can go and do it, and they should be biting. Well, just just a bit of burly. You need a bit of a burly trail, and then hopefully a nice little snapper or something takes that mid midstream. Midstream, just let it loose out the back. 
just keep letting it letting it out. Be a beautiful morning for it, wouldn't it, out there oh, today? Yeah, mm. I'm saying that. I, I was listening to the fishing show on the way before your good self started, and it sounded. Do you listen to something else morning. besides me? I listen to the fishing show <laughs> six to six thirty, and then and then throw you on when I'm on the way to good, work. Good man, good on you. But it was a bit it was a bit wet out there this morning. It's supposed to be a bit a of rain bit. around, yeah, yeah. And, and a bit of wind. Okay, uh, let's see. Never mind the fish biting. Let's get the, the winners biting here. We might get a market hurls from you if we could. We'll go to the Country Classic Race 6 to start with. There's a question around this race. It's because it's the Tab Country Classic Hurls Race 6 this afternoon. And I think it's been a pretty open market all the way through. What are you seeing with the betting and who are people coming for early for Race 6? Yeah, it has been a really well-discussed race, this, because uh, there's all sorts of different angles that people are looking at. Uh, Stella Glow, the only deduction, 8 by 9. So do this in terms of uh, the fluctuations. Dream Run has been 4.20 to 4.80, went up 5.50. Point counterpoint, 6 to 5.50. Nice edge at 7 to 7.50. 8 to 8.50 for From the Bush. 13 into 10 for Lord de Semino. We've got Prost at $10 and hasn't budged. Pepper's Ghost today, 18 to 15, and pretty much takes care of the movers. In terms of dollars held today, it has been point counterpoint, and since the market opened, it's been slightly dream runner. We've taken some bets for Pepper's Ghost right throughout the trade. Okay. Um, This country classic, and the question uh, comes through. Where am I? As I get myself organised here... It was about, it's from Hogger. Good on your Hogger. Okay, boys, I'll start. Um, and it's specifically to you, uh, Brad, but Mitch will have his say as well. Is Dream Runner a moral? Hogger wants to know. Well, he was an $11 moral in the little dance last time out. That was for sure. But um, look, I think he's a horse to beat. It's a, it's a race where you can look far and wide, but maybe just the, the obvious. I mean, he's beaten Steely last time out. Yes, Steely gave him six kilos, but he beat him fair and square. He hit the running rail at the 300 and picked himself up and still beat them. Uh, God bless him that day. But um, yeah, look, I, look, he goes up in weight, but he gets a nice claim. His run in the Wagga Cup was fantastic at 2000. I think he's clearly the horse to beat. There's some good roughies here. I, I don't know what to do with this 14 Peppers Ghost. Um, it's a, an unusual preparation 1400 1400 thousand meters now to 2000 but he's obviously been getting the k's in the legs cav uh, this horse has got great 2000 meter form and some really good figures at this trip so he's one i want to have a look at late if the market likes him but um i'm with dream runner on top but uh, that's the one out wide that i think might run a sneaky race to 14 okay uh, mitch how are you seeing this big race for the country horses I, I think um, you just have to keep coming back to the, the the class runners and the rating scale of the race, the handicap ratings. And generally this race is because of the size of the field and it's a very targetable race for country trainers because there's no highways past 1800 and there's also no open handicap. So this race is targeted for, for pretty much 12 months. So they... Um, Every connection goes there thinking they can win the race, which is a uh, often generates a good speed. That it'll be a, a pretty run race, and and you've got to keep coming back to I think horses, as Dave said, as as Davo said, the, the horses that can run a solid two thousand meters. And I wouldn't say he's a moral, but a second in a Wagga Cup is uh, as good a form line as you could get for uh, the makeup of this race today. And, um, you know, if, if he can carry the, the sort of 59 and a half, I think the claim is particularly clever today. And Tyler knows the horse rather well. He, he, he's definitely the horse to be. I thought uh, point counterpoint is the one that's ticking over nicely. It might be the, the biggest threat. From the bush is an interesting runner because he's won at 1,800. Um, he's sort of been going okay, but he's been racing in proper sort of benchmark races and he gets back to country grade here. So his Bathurst Cup win from a couple of seasons ago reads pretty good for a race like this. And yeah, Pepper's Ghost is a, is a real weird setup, but um, uh, it's uh, it's obviously last week at Taree was just also a glorified barrier trial to tick him over for today. Beckford was $81 yesterday, is $41 today. And... Brad, uh, Brad Gray has had a little speck on him. Munns is putting him, put him in for third. 
I don't know. Maybe it should have been $81. Maybe this is the right price. I don't know. But a, a Stadio Mistilla form will find out what that's all about too. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he was all right the other day, wasn't he? He found the right defence, which was worth a few lengths that day. But um, he, he did hit the line strongly. I think his 2,000 form's okay. Um, he ran on well 1,900 one day. So I think he'll get the trip okay. And um, definitely not hopeless at big odds. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. The texts are starting to come in. So um, give let us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. And uh, the boys will elaborate. A few fishing texts coming through. Scotty, um, uh, what is a Lol, you sound like a Marlin Fisher. Brad Lol, Scotty Marlin Fisher, Nelson Bay. Good spot Nelson Bay. Plenty of Marlin out there Great. in the coming weeks with that warm water coming through now. Great part of the world in general out there, isn't yep. it? I've just tuned in at a quarter past ten. Thought I'd picked up the ETS fishing invention on the wireless. Mitch from Tamworth. And um, other ones coming through as well. Uh, let's go, if we can, Hurls, and see where the action's going for race seven today. This is the Elite Sand and Soil ATC Cup, a listed race, and we're going over the 2,000 metres. Is Steely still at the top of the market here, Hurls? Yeah, let's have a look at this market. It's been another competitive betting race, and I can tell you, uh, Steely's now three dollars twenty. Just looking at the deductions here, uh, in case you bet early, four by four Grand Slam and Long Villas, uh, fifteen by fifteen. Okay, the favourite Steely uh, went up on Wednesday at seven dollars, so it was a nice price, uh, three sixty into three twenty. But Alcyon, it went up ten dollars. It's been four eighty into four twenty. It's been really well tried right throughout the week. Uh, new mandates, 9.50 to 8.50. A pale king, been absolutely flying, 11 to 12. 14 to 13, Dr. Drill. Rondino's 11 to 13. Alias, 23 to, tw- uh, to 16, and that pretty much takes care of them. Number of horses here in pretty decent form, and you're getting some nice prices uh, to find out, but uh, today, Steely's been the most popular. Throughout the week, only narrowly Alcyon in terms of dollars held. It's been popular today, and we've written plenty of bets on Rondino today, despite the fact it's a $13 chance. Just going to jump back to race six quickly. Lord DeSanimo, Country Classic. Did you make a comment there? Runs on. Runs on hard late. Um, again, one of, a, one of many swoopers that could have last say. Okay, just a text there about Lord DeSanimo. So, uh, Mitch, race number seven here, and I'll, I'll fire away with some of the questions here. Um, is uh, is, splend- is Splendiferous uh, worth a look? Uh, Claire here, Claire from the Gold Coast has Splendiferous into Cisco Bay. We'll get to race eight soon, but they want to comment, of course, on Splendiferous. And there might have been another question there. For race number seven, it might have been around Steely as I flick over the page. Yeah, um, hi, gents. Duck did no good last week in the Punters Club, so we need a winner. Seth is on Steely in race seven. Are we a chance? Mitch, are they a chance with Steely? And where does Splendiferous fit in here at the big odds? Yeah, it's an interesting runner. You, you can never knock the stable running over this sort of trip first up. Got a feeling they want to... Maybe this race with a, a horse called Ecuador of a similar profile first up or um, very early into a, a preparation. I, I'd say they've done the same thing with Splendiferous here. Um, I couldn't put it in the numbers myself, but um, uh, the race changed complexion for me when Long uh, Long Villiers was scratched this morning. Um, so now I'm pretty keen on Elsie I think um, I think it'll be awfully hard to beat. What do you say, Brad? Firstly, duck, lift your game. I mean, come on, mate. You know, you've got to be better than that when it comes to the punters club. You've got to produce, and I believe the recent results haven't been good enough. So duck, lift. But uh, in, lift. Terms, in terms of the race... We need to lift this morning Steely, as well. Steely Seth's got a great chance. My only little niggle with him, he was wide the other day, and he's on the back up here. He was good behind Nugget, who looks a really progressive type. My only niggle with him is I think he's a length, two-length better horse at Kimbler than anywhere else. I've always pegged him that way, and I didn't give him much hope to beat Nugget the other week on sort of a ability, but then I did because of the track. I just thought that's the extra one-two lengths he, that's gonna, he's going to get. So that's a little niggle I have. The other little niggle is gate one. Later on in the day, rail true, you generally want to be running line edging off. So um, a couple of little concerns, but 53, he's going to run well. I'm with Mitch here, Alcione for me. Um, I think he's going really well. He was good with a big weight in a sprint home the other day. 
Some people have pegged him as a wet tracker, but his best runs have actually been on dry. He gets a beautiful run here midfield or just in front of in the running line, peeling to the middle and, and running on really strongly late here. So Alcione for me and Dr. Drill is the one I want to spec out wide. I thought his first up run was great. He pulled up lame second up. He's third up last preparation, second at this track and distance in a really good figure. Uh, likes dry ground. I think he'll run very well, but just hoping for a better price. So, bookies, if you can do that late, thank you very much. Okay. We'll reveal our behind-the-gate Smoldy Hills. will give us all the details there. At around about a quarter to 11, uh, Mitch has selected a horse. So has Hurls, myself and Brad, and we'll have a crack at the behind-the-gate Smoldy. But we'll break down a few of these races to go. Um, Hurls, can I grab a, a, a market, please, for race one? Two-year-olds here. I think uh, Diabelli has been the favourite most of the way through. But what are you seeing here with the two-year-olds? Race one at Rose Hill today. Yeah, that it's been two sixty or two fifty, so it's hovered around that price ever since the gates opened in terms of the market. Now deductions here, we've got a stack, one cent the win for Bandasha, Floodway uh three by four, four by five heuristic, Resilient, nine by nine, zero Bettini, Clum four by three, two cents the win, uh Miss Belgium and Tango Fever six by seven. Yeah, there's not much change in this market. It hasn't been since the market opened. Diabelli two sixty or two fifty, six dollars into five dollars for this neck today, uh, sense of humour six to six fifty and six fifty also for Kamachi. It's not a race that jumping out of trees to get involved with, but yeah, clearly best back to runner here is Diabelli. Text from uh, from Gary from Cronulla. Gary says, "I really like the two poor telly runners today. I'm just not sure which way to jump." Brad, well, yeah, I, I wanted to be with Kamachi, and then I heard Gary this morning and. I kind of got the feeling it was the other one. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That was my that was my take on it. Sense of humour. Um, no knock on Kamachi, but there was certainly a vibe. I, I, I didn't about agree. Sense of humour. I didn't agree with his comment though that if you follow times, you'll you'll end up broke. I, I think thought, if you don't I follow times, you'll end up broke. When he said but, when he said that, I thought of you oh, <laughs> because exactly. I know that's times that's something are, you talk about. Times are still, in my opinion, underrated in this game. It's like if. If Usain Bolt and, and someone else, Usain Bolt runs a lot faster than the others, and if you don't take times in the thing, you get $2 Usain Bolt. Thank you very much. It's but the melting pot of, yes. yeah. of I them, bringing them both together. Exactly. You've got, you've got to, I understand what Gary's saying, is, is you can't just look at times without looking at the race and, or looking at the trial and say, okay, he's, he's jog-trotted early and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and Gary, day in, day out, and trainers, all they're looking at is an athlete in front of them. Exactly. And, and then... And then other information probably comes after what they see in front and, of And they're probably looking at times in the morning too. They're, they're clocking track yeah. work and things like that. So I understand what he was saying um, in terms of this horse. You can't go off the time of the trial because he's given a very easy time and, and quite, quite clearly talented. I've still gone with Kamachi though. I like the late strength. I've got a feeling these early two-year-old races, I might have to do a bit of digging into it, but I get a feeling that they often suit the horse off speed, that the charger's got a bit of late strength, that they all, maybe it's they're a bit immature and they go a bit fast and they just struggle to finish off. You think of Sajard and last year in a breeder's plate, you think of the horse that won the breeders this year, you think of the horse Barber who won the golden gift. They all seem to be that and this Komochi seems that style of horse, get back a little bit and really charge late instead of those that are up there and fighting away. So that's yeah. why I've, I've kind of taken that track with Komochi, but um, always hard to, to sort of I guess, assess all these. I think this Diabelli's short enough, though, isn't he? I know he had a bit of bad luck the other day, but it wasn't like it was the strongest race ever as well. Okay. Well, I heard, um, if you don't mind me just jumping in here for a sec, I heard a really good point, point. it's fairly obvious, but there's a really good point in relation to that from Dean Lester a few weeks ago. We were talking about times, exactly what you've said, Brad, they are important. But he then, as simplistic as it sounds, he then said it's still a race. So, you know, you're exactly what you're talking about there with the two-year-olds, Brad, the, uh, you know, there's speed in it, you know, you can get horses a bit more green. So you've still got to adapt to race conditions, don't you? You definitely do, yeah. And it's and it's and it depends on the shape of the race, you know. Are they going to go hard? I mean, you can be mm. the, the best horse doesn't always win the race. Sometimes it's the most suited. But what I would say to people out there is if you're not looking at times, you're missing out on a lot of things because sometimes – Horses just aren't good enough, and you can see that on the you can see that on the form. You can look at it and go, you just don't, you're not good enough to win this race. Doesn't matter how they run it, you just cannot win. And sometimes they're five, six dollars in the market, but then they'll start fifteen to one, and they're the ones that you just do not want to back early. Thought a good example of this kind of thing was when Shadow Vampire won at Hawkesbury. He was as soft as soft. He comes six days later, comes to Warwick Farm in a bit of a harder race, and it was and a different. 
different race shape a little bit, and he wins, but just doesn't win as yes. as well. So it's just there's the difference in form. There's probably the maybe that difference in times, but just I suppose what I'm getting at is it was visible to see he pissed in at uh, Hawkesbury, and then yep. just that next run was a bit. Yeah, it was good, and he's run. At, I mean, will time say he's run? As well, if not better, but he's just had to do what he's done. Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? They, the race shape's always different. And the other thing to throw into the pot as well is horses are horses. They're not machines. So, you know, a great example was, well, it's probably not a great example because unfortunately Diamond Drummer um, bled, but there was a race at, on Thursday where Isla beat Diamond Drummer at, um, at Gosford. Mm. Diamond Drummer beat that horse five lengths to start prior, right? Mm. So, I mean, there's a genuine excuse in the stewards report, but what I'm saying is that just because one horse beats one horse home in one race doesn't mean it'll do the same the next race, even if they meet at level weights, because that horse might have had a bad day. He might have just gone a bit harder. He might have just turned up and had a shocker. Just for whatever reason, horses have bad days. And there might be a different race shape or anything like that. So it's, 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 there's so many different things. And, and horses, they can't speak. They can't tell us if they're, they're feeling good today. Sometimes, you know, you don't know, but they just they pull up with cardiac arrhythmia. They pull up lame or they just have a bad day. And that's, that's the way it goes. Mitchell, we all wake up a bit dusty from time to time. Exactly right. Not me anymore, but you, yes. <laughs> um, Mitch, I think we we're talking about the two-year-olds there, race number one. Did you have an opinion <laughs> on the first race? I, I do want to um, go back to Davo and, and how he assesses two-year-olds uh, with just the one trial going to the race, which I, I agree. I thought Komochi was a better trial of a sense of humour, in, in my opinion. Um, but you've got to take the punt that they've only had one trial going to the race. And with Diabelli's got the race experience and how much that will equate to, uh, you know, the performance today. Um, I, I've been left with Diabelli because of that factor. Um, I probably would have liked to have seen a two-year-old have two trials before it gets to the races. But um, in saying that, this race has sort of come up skinny enough that the connections have got to really have a go, don't they? Mm. I agree with you, Mitch, and I think if you are going to have the one trial, you'd prefer a 1,000-metre trial personally than an 800. It's just it's just a personal view. I really don't like those 740 trials at, at Randwick going one of those into a race, um, and race experience does count for a lot, and there seems to be a bit of confidence around Diabelli. So uh, I, I agree with you, though. I think two, two trials is always good. One thing I do hate, though, when it comes to trials is if a horse has a 1,200-metre trial and wins it really impressively and then comes out and races over 1,200 or 1,100 sometimes, just do not want anything to do with those horses because they're, they're trialling like like a 1,200-metre trial is more like a 1,400, 1,500-metre race for me in terms of how they sort of set up tempo-wise and things like that. So I always want them out further. Just have to apologise. In, in, in that first race, sorry, oh, Mitch, sorry Rich, sorry. In, that, in that first race, I think there's a filly down the bottom. I'm not sure whether... She's fought enough to win today because she did a bit wrong in her most recent trial. But um, the relation to uh, Zuccarino, Zuccarette down the bottom, I think she has uh, certainly uh, enough ability to be winning races in her career. But she was just a bit green for mine to be sort of tipping her on debut. I think uh, with a bit of racing, she'll get better. I apologise for my language. language before being pulled up on the text line about Shadow Vampire. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're all thinking. I apologise there. I, yeah, I shouldn't. I should have said bolted in, um, <laughs> well, I think or, I, or or coasted in, as opposed to my use of language before. So I apologise if I've offended anyone. I think, I think we've all said that after a winner has absolutely done that. And uh, oops, yes, <laughs> bolted in. I mean, of course. Hey, you know, you can do, you hey, can do the math, but uh, the way I pronounced Yankee Rose many years ago was uh, a little bit unfortunate as well. Well, at least someone's listening. That's good to know when they pour you up. So, or right, a little slap on the wrist there, and uh, back to. Um, I'll tell you, that's the worst thing that happens on this show this morning. We are having a good morning as Davo's just about lost it sitting beside me. Uh, Dan says, Richard, I reckon Gary Portelli's best today is on the Gold Coast. Tango Fever looks well-placed to win up there. I don't know if anyone's done the Gold Coast or that closely on this show, but um, anyway, Tango um, Fever. And, and, he, and Gary said, look, I had to separate the two. I had to separate the three yeah. of them. So, Yeah, well, look, I think, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure trial – Tried well because it was in this race here, but I'm pretty sure it missed the start. And that's the other thing with early two-year-old races. Any horse that misses the start in a trial, I want nothing to do with because 
they generally take that to the races. And in two-year-old race, if you're missing the jump, you just need way too much to go right to win. So that was my – just have a look at the trial again if you do like and just be a little bit careful if they do miss the jump because they can get themselves in awful spots when they do that. Can we grab a mark at Hurls, please, for race five at Rose Hill today? It is the Elite Haulage Handicap, benchmark 78, 1,100 metres. Yeah, and let's have a look at the trade. First, we'll have a look at the deductions, which I always like to do. And 5x5 five five destination, Coco Rocks, 11x11. 3x2, he's a hot shot, and Pretty Woman, 3x2. All right, uh, the favourite here, 380, winning verse. In from 420 this morning. Per in away, 480 to $5. 550 to $6. Unicorn, Rubitar. Jim, surprised this has got out somewhat. 550 to 650 First up stats, 3 starts three wins 10 by eight or 10 into eight rather for authentic jewel liberty sun 950 to 10 and that's pretty much the tail of the tape all right in terms of dollars invested today and i can tell you oh okay so despite that drift um, there has been good support for rubitar uh, but today it is winning verse and per in a way, and then Rubitar. Mark says he's up, Richard. You're not in, you're not in the dressing room at the Sir Club. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I tell you, Rubitar yeah. absolutely bolted in a recent trial. Yes, um, I thought the same. Cheers for the shout out, Rubitar. My best of the day says Matt Mitch. Uh, where are you at with uh, with Rubitar today? Oh, awfully hard to beat. Um, I found this race pretty tricky. I would have. Uh, I would have liked to have found Purr in a way, but the, the barrier, it does get uh, J-Mac to try and offset that gate, but the barrier was a bit of a concern for mine. So in the end, I've landed on winning verse. I thought she probably had a chance here uh, last time around, but um, spoiler alert, I've put her in the multi as, as I think um, she's just going to run a drum from that position that she's going to get to from a from a good kind barrier. But it's a, it's a pretty even Phillies and Mayors benchmark race, that. What are you saying, yeah, Brad? Yeah, very even. I think you're right there, Mitch, in terms of winning verse up there, going to run a, a, run a really good race. I think the other one that I've thrown in is Authentic Jewel. I just thought she travelled really well to the 200 the other day and may have needed that. So I, I thought she could sort of roll forward, sit outside winning verse and, and give that really good kick as well on a track that might be suiting those just getting off the fence a little in the straight. So uh, five from nine, but Rupertar's got a chance. Just whether she wants the track a little bit... On the soft side, that was money a little concern, but they don't trial much better than she did there the other day and uh, tend to horn unicorns trial well too. Per in a way, I think we'll learn more about her today. I'm, I'm not convinced she's as good as the market said she is in, in last preparation. She kind of got all the favours there to win first up and then was fair at other couple, but uh, I think we'll find out more today. Uh, a texter here, do you think it can, you can give the multi? We'll get the multi in about seven minutes' time, so just hold fire there. So that, Good uh, things come to those that way. Well, hopefully so. They might they they might be waiting for the multi and we go belly up again. I, I, I love the enthusiasm that's for what, the multi. It's that's what Hurl said. Good things coming. come to those who wait after I beat him six 0 on the tennis court Thursday night. Here we go. Oh, Here we go. What's well, the definition well, of modesty? Well, Is it something about being unassuming in the estimation of one's ability? He actually played really what? well, and I just got. Oh, like that's the, even that's no, even no. worse. He played well, and you, you, like bagged the, you bagged like him. You bagged him. You know, we was like juice, and we play short juices and things like that. I just got the points he needed, and I got a couple of uh, a couple of looks from the other side. I could give you the tip. <laughs> I was a bit cranky actually. I was trying to keep it together. Were, any any real excuse, Hells? No, not really. Okay. Right. Uh, injury Actually, I, I think I won, I won one of the other matches, yet um, I played probably better against Brad, but I'll get there. March or April's about the aim that I'll knock him off. He's, yeah. play, he's playing well. He'll, he'll knock me off. Don't worry. I'm, not, I'm, uh, I'm very inconsistent. <laughs> well, you're contemplating uh, your tennis career, Hurls. Can we get a market for race number two and race two at Rose Hill Gardens today? A benchmark 72, 2,000 metres is the midway handicap. Heard from Matty Smith just after 9.30 and, of course, he's expecting Colour Sergeant to be pretty hard to beat. What's the market saying? Karma Zone comes out three by two, as does Clear Blonde at zero. Now, Colour Sergeant's the favourite, 230 to 250 today, $4 into 380 for Jack Duggan. We've got Loving Silla, eight to 650. Wolves, 11 to 10, back to 11. What price did it start last start? 330 at Gosford, and was very disappointing. 11 to 12, Wango Wanda, and Real Peace, 18 to 13. Question without notice, Brad and Mitch. 
I know it goes up in grade, but gee, I think Jack Duggan's been very impressive in its last couple of starts. Definitely has Hurls. I don't, I'll uh, throw to Mitch in a, in a moment, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. He's been he's been great in his last couple. He gets in nice and light here. I, I do note that Colour Sergeant beat him almost four lengths when they met back in April at Canberra, but they met at level weights that day, and Jack Duggan gets six and a half kilos off him and going better. So I just went with him at the odds to beat Colour Sergeant, who's got the J Mac factor. I'm certain they'll roll forward from the gate. I don't know if, what Maddie said, but. I'm assuming they'll roll forward from the gate and put him in the race. Mitch, your thoughts on Jack Duggan and the race overall? I was sort of potting Jack Duggan the other day at Gosford and got burnt there. I was uh, sort of against the Corindai non-tab win, but he's obviously got his uh, confidence, or half-tab win, I should say. He's obviously got his confidence right up, uh, Jack Duggan. I just think... uh, uh, when he uses James McDonald, Matthew Smith, there's a fair bit of intent there, and the, the strike rate of when he does use uh, J Mac is is pretty profitable. Of course, um, uh, they teamed up together with Floating to win uh, at Newcastle a couple of weeks ago, so I think there's intent here with Colour Sergeant. It just about looks his race today, um, and uh, I, I've I've uh, lent his way. Uh, for a trifecta, the, the stable mate, I reckon, is going okay. And he's probably found the most, um, probably the, the easiest race that he's been in for, for some time. I just would have liked him to have drawn a barrier so he could have taken up a bit of a position. He's had to be uh, ridden very negatively from bad barriers in harder races of late. But um, I could see him running a drum flamber at, at odds, um, just if in case a few of this, uh, few of these, from the provincials don't sort of measure up in town today. Jeff from Beaumont Hills. Hi, guys. Just wanting to know uh, who you like in race two at Rose Hill. I have a small share in number seven. That would be Loving Chiller. Mitch, where's Loving Chiller with you? Uh, absolutely flying the horse, but it's got this horrendous pattern that it it can dwelt at the start and then just get so far back in its races. Its run at Kembler was terrific again. But it's a similar story with uh, with Loving Stiller. It just concedes pretty much too um, too much of a start, and it's got um, you know uh, not you know just too much too much ground to make up at the business end. But it uh, it keeps getting back and running. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a little concern with her. But she's as Miss said, she's flying. The run was great. Uh, last two have been fantastic in absolute sprint homes and total races that have been against her. Best last two under the day at Randwick two back. So good luck to connections there. She's racing well and just needs to speed up front if they if they roll along. Hurls, I'll come to you now. We're pretty close to opening up this multi for the day, so I might give you the chance, Hurls, to. Reveal the listeners uh, the multi-horses we are going with today and what kind of price the tab is offering and how much the punters can get on for, please. All right, so the four runners we are taking today and we kick-start it with race three, number seven, Miss Curabilly, race four, number 10, Floating, race five, number nine, Winning Verse, race seven, number nine, Alcyone. All to run top four. We're going $4.50, and we'll give you up to $50 today. So that will open in around about 90 seconds. You go to sports and today's offers, and Disco, it'll be there right up the top. Now, we'll work out who we can blame if it goes down. Uh, Myself, gone with miscurability. Richard's with floating. Mitch with winning verse, and Brad's with Alcyone. Did you say miscurability? Miscurability. What about uh, the email exchange yesterday? Gee, you've got to be quick. Absolutely. I swear I got in first before <laughs> Hurls, but on a technicality, it was uh, Hurls got the uh, got the nod with Miss Kirabilly. So. Yeah, I don't know how it was a technical. I don't know how it was uh, technical. The email said I think ten forty three <laughs> for myself and ten forty four for you. Well, Where's your signal coming from, Mitch? <laughs> the inner west of Sydney. So that's. That explains. <laughs> How well am I going? I, I was I was that keen on Mission Phoenix today. I've sent a text to Steve, not knowing he's on holidays on Thursday, saying, Mission Phoenix for me for the multi, thanks. Uh, Kev sends me a message this morning, what's your horse for the multi? I said, I sent it Thursday. And he said, oh, he's on holidays. So I went, oh, Mission Phoenix. Well, Richard already got on with floating by that time. So then I was like, okay, how's the own then? Thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be with floating, but I just I do, do agree with um uh, Matthew Smith's thought that a muddling tempo probably won't see. Want a, want a bit to be happening 
up up yeah. there. I think what, it'll uh, run top four though. Um, and hopefully to that listener before, uh, that's a bit better than a dollar ten this week, is it, Alcione? Hopefully. Yeah, that's race four, isn't it? So what's he currently three eighty? Who do you like in race four? Yeah, I'm Mission Phoenix, yeah, but of course. Um, I'm Mission Phoenix from um, floating. I thought they were the main two. Uh, I think Tony B's got a great chance too. I mean, they're the main three chances. I just think Tony B was given what I think was the best ride of the year last time out at Rose Hill. Jason Collett, did you see it? The horse mm. veered left out of the gates. It was last. He found a way to, to save three uh, three lengths, put it midfield, but then have the awareness to go, the fence is absolutely on fire and I need to be there. Found the fence, but then not only found the fence, you needed to be fence in run and then be five wide in the straight. Found the fence and then was able to get back out the widest in the straight. It was the best ride I've seen this year, Jay Collett. Well done. Just quickly. Um, ba- Sorry, Hills. No, you're right. It is open. Now, if you're on the tab app, it's right up the top. It says sports offers and it's there. And gee, tell you what. If sprung out of the gates, it's going off very, very quickly as usual. So get on there for the behind the gates multi. Did we talk about Wonga Wonder much in race two, guys? Good morning, boys. Race two, Wonga Wonder. Mitch, just yeah. going back to race two briefly. Did you? Um, did we talk about Wonga Wonder? A whole <laughs> we, lot. Any, we, any comments there? We talk about the uh, slap on the wrist that you received earlier for um, uh, that, um, panel, that comment. Panelled them. Uh, this. Um, <laughs> This particular galloper, I did get in contact with Mark Waugh this morning. It's pronounced Funga Wonder. All oh, right. So, yes, Teeth will be well and truly in for uh, that second race, that's for sure. It's like the town, um, the town in New Zealand, Mitch. What's it called? Um, where Benji Marshall's from. What's, yes, it, what's uh, it called, Mitch? <laughs> that one. You... Um, you're already got a strike against the rich, so you may as well keep going. <laughs> I mean, you mean you mean Fakatane in New Zealand? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the what's wrong, Brad? That's the what. That was the, the pronunci- called that. Yeah, it's the pronunciation. Uh, Are there any key? Ra- where's Brycey Hayes? He'll tell me for sure. He'll tell me for sure, won't he? I think it is the Chris the right, Will. It's the right way to say it. Jesus, it sounds like I should be in there to separate you two. No, I, 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 hey, I've, I've dug a big enough hole with my first little faux pas. I may as well keep on digging. Um, no, about, no, you're right, Rich, because there was a horse uh, six, seven years ago that raced in the Hunter Valley Scone, Musselbrook, that sort of area. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Should we talk about the festival stakes, the Furby Festival stakes? Hurls a group three, race eight, and we're set to jump at 20 minutes to five today. This has been a, a ripper of a market. I dare say uh, a fair bit happening this morning as well. Yeah, it's a ripper of a market because it's a ripper of a race. Um, okay, let's go through the fluctuations. Cliffs Arts comes out and just two cents the win, one cent the place. Now, Sunshine Rising is the favourite. Very interested to hear what Mitch and Brad have to say about it. It's been uh, well documented. It's a nine-year-old, hasn't raced uh, for, well... 671 days to be precise, but it's obviously got a lot of class. It's done two tendons uh, in the meantime. It's the favourite, uh, $6 for Coal Crusher, six fifty to 7 Mirror Vision, Kiss Sum, seven fifty to $8, dollars nine fifty to 10 for Skyman. We've got Cisco Bay, 11 to 10 13 to 14 uh, for Kerwin's Lane, who was very good first up at Hawkesbury. And then we've got Lock Eagle, 14 to 15 uh, And that is pretty much it, but gee, I tell you what, we could talk about this race for about half an hour with each individual runner because you could give some sort of case for a lot of them. Even Charlize has written some bets today, but at this stage, Coal Crusher has been the most popular, and there's a dead set pimple uh, since the market opened between what the hold is. And I can tell you, $36 a difference between Sunshine Riding and Coal Crusher, and we're talking, you know, six figures there. So a couple of horses have been picked out on the text line. Michelle from Dubbo. Good morning, Michelle. Um, she says, uh, did you give Jojo was a man a chance at the big odds? And, of course, there was the person uh, that likes Splendiferous into Cisco Bay um, in this race as well. So, Mitch, I'll fire away with you. A couple to get your thoughts on here. Jojo was a man, Cisco Bay, and uh, who are you with in the race overall? I've ended up with Sunshine Rising. I think the market support suggests that the horse is, is, is in good a condition as Mark can get him in. Um, obviously, he's had a lot of uh, issues along the way, but you can't knock his form, uh, albeit some time ago. How many of these would have got within 
two and a half lengths of golden 60s, um, beauty generation, those sorts of horses. But um, I, I, you, you sort of get the feeling if he's going to do something, as much as he's first up it, it, today with the, the scale of the race and he meets sort of group three uh, mile type horses um, and um, off his trials, he looks to be moving nice and freely. He's been a, a, bit, been a bit of an eye catcher at the trials. Jojo was a man, uh, Stewart's report noted that he made some uh, noises last time around, so they've uh, applied a tongue tie on him today. Uh, he does map to get a good run in the race, and Cisco Bay is racing particularly well, but he's got to take a, another step up to a pretty deep uh, Group 3 race today. But um, I'm going to take a punt on the on the former Hong Kong horse. I think he's, um, his trials have indicated that he's uh, he's ready to go, and um, Dave, I, I don't know how much you take into this as well with a horse first up from such a long spell, but there's been very good market support for him all week. Yeah, he's just so hard to price, isn't he? I mean, what do you do with him? I, I, I normally start with a rating that they've, you know, like a rating I feel is at their mark of what they've done recently and then adjust off that. But it's like, well, he's had one run in three years, so what rating do you give him? It's so subjective, but... Um, I always say with these horses, you want to hear from the trainer. And Mark Newnham, I thought, was confident enough this morning with him. And you want to see what the market does with him late. But his trials have been terrific. He's, uh, his form overseas is simply outstanding. So, yep, he's going to have that maybe that bit of rustiness. But he might just have the class on him as well. So I didn't think there was much between him and Cole Crusher. I went with Cole Crusher just simply because there were less queries and he's going to be out in front. But... 1,500 is going to be a little bit of a query, maybe, um, whether he'll run that out. But he's got 54 kilos on his back, so it gets every chance. Uh, uh, I think Mitch summed up the other two well that the, the listeners asked about their respiratory issues with Jojo was a man, so put the pen through it. He's a much better horse than that. He can run a cheeky race in Cisco Bay flying. And he gets a bad rap on dry track, Cisco Bay. I know his stats say he's not that good on dry, but he's just as good for me on dry as he is wet, and he's absolutely airborne. A market hurls, if you will, please, for race nine at Rose Hill Gardens today. Still time to uh, get your text in. We've got a few more minutes. 0419767272. But hurls, um, gee, again, an open market here for the Drinkwise Starlight Stakes race nine there at the gardens. Yeah, and the favourite is Dragonstone at $5. So, as you said, very wide open. Uh, Bruckner comes out 8 by 9 Juan Diva 5 by 6 It goes around to the Gold Coast today, an authentic jewel. Uh, zilch. All right, as far as the fluctuations concerned, we'll do this in market order. Dragonstone, 550 to $5. Najmati, it's 550 to 6 Very good record first up. Now, Sky Command... Look at this. Went up $26 on Wednesday afternoon. Not sure how long that lasted for. $8 this morning. It's now into $6.50. Fox Fighter, $6.50 to $7.50. Mr. Mosaic, $7 to $8. They went up $17 for it. Sneaky Page, $8.50 today. $10 to $11. Kalos. Uh, Zephyrs, it went up uh, $21. $13 this morning. And through the cracks for Ange Davies, $21 to $14. Might as well throw in Enchanted Heart, $12 to $14. And Surreal Step, Eighty-one to one hundred and one. That's a look at the trade as far as fluctuations are concerned. Yeah, it's pretty much market order in terms of dollars held. I can tell you, despite the fact that it's a fourteen-dollar chance through the cracks, has been well supported. Uh, Rich, I heard you interview Gerald Ryan on Wednesday on Thoroughbred Central, uh, and he sounded pretty bullish. Well, I just said to Gerald, "What's your best for the weekend?" And yeah, he, and he said, "Her." And she was mm. around $19.21 at that time. I know there's been a few scratchings. Questions here for the listeners. Uh, flick over the page here. G'day, fellas. I'm keen to launch into Dragonstone in race nine today. Can you please give me your reasons for or against? Uh, thank you for that one. And another text here. I loved Gerald pouring cold water on Mr. Mosaic this morning. My spies tell me he's absolutely flying on the track. It's a get-on. The Critic. So I didn't like it because I, I took the early odds and thought, gee, good bet here. 1,100, rosy, fresh horse, finds the fence, finds the rail, goes hard, hard to catch. Beauty. Got the odds, everything. Driving to work this morning, listened to Gerald, and I went, oh, huh. no. <laughs> like, he couldn't have pulled more cold water, could he, really? Just, and, and it's great to have that honesty from trainers. Sometimes horses just not going as well as previous preps, and that's what he said. doesn't mean that... He might not just be a racehorse and show up on race day and still run well, but to have that honesty is is fantastic because how many times do you hear 
you know, trainers always are confident about their horses. It's nice to hear that when that's the case. And, um, yeah, it's definitely dampened my confidence levels with him. I had him on top and was confident on him, but now I'm not because I respect uh, Gerald's hey, thoughts on the horse. Good, mate. Um, has Gerald has Gerald bluffed, bluffed everyone? No. Well, no, I think he's just yeah. he's just saying what what he probably you know, calling, it no. he's, calling it as he yeah. sees it a bit. Yeah, mm. I, I liked Mister Mosaic myself too, Brad. And the interview this morning is a bit of a turn off, isn't it? You, yeah, you, you really you, if you were to back uh, the stables runner in the race, it has to be Sky Command, and certainly the the markets have trimmed her right up. Uh, she probably just went up too big of a price as well, given. Her form in races like the Nibison and, and um, stakes races, and she still beats the handicapper on the on fifty four kilos. Dragonstone certainly a chance, but how far back um, he gets uh, in the run, and in how much starts um, that's that's always the thing with Dragonstone. Hmm. The two chances at least we'll know by race nine how the track is playing if he can make up ground from out wide. Yeah, and the two yeah. things with him that are, that give him a chance is he's drawn a gate that if he jumps okay he can actually take it up rather than drawn wide and go back to last. So he might be able to be a bit closer. And the last probably five times the rail's been in the true position at Rose Hill, it's been running line three to five lanes off. So perfect sort of scenario for him. Only time on the quick backup as well was when he won the Bob Charlie 1100 Randwick. So he's just got to do it at Rose Hill, but great chance to that listener as well. Just almost going to wind things up. We'll let Mitch get organised for the races and also Brad to to jump into Sky One. Uh, just uh, back to the festival briefly here. Did we comment on Skyman? Uh, a text here just asking about he wants to have a, he's going to have a little crack at Skyman each way in the festival. Yeah, Brad, nice little nice little rosy horse that that likes the ground and, and, and definitely can, can run a, a cheeky race for sure. He's, he's that type of horse that'll run well in this grade. Any comment there on Skyman, Mitch? Uh, his run in the Hunter was, uh, was quite good in a, in a deep race. Um, gets the services of McDonald. I just wonder whether with him uh, these days of whether he's more of a 2000 meter horse than a mile. I know he won the Rolly mile uh, last preparation, but um, you know, he had a, a sweet run in the race and was sort of the, the last shot at cross talk and the stable mate, uh, I think it was Oscar Zulu. Um, I just would have preferred it a little bit longer for him, but um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's amongst a number of chances in that race. It's like we haven't even spoken about mirror vision. She's coming off a placing in a group one. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that comment, Mitch. I think he's much better 2000 meter horse. Guy, I mean. Uh, tip for the first of the Gold Coast, one of our uh, listeners, Cosmic Serenade, is a tip for the Gold Coast. Thank you. So just you back put to your um, name on it because if it wins, you've got no, no know, bragging rights there. Um, I just have to go back a page or two here. We're missing me to, to go over Mark's text there. It was a pretty short and sharp. Richard, uh, Alias, race seven, number seven, Alias, $16 fixed with the tab. Mitch, I'll come to you first. Back to race number seven. Does Did Alias come into your calculations there? Just don't know how good the horse is going at the moment. Um, I've been a fan uh, for sort of uh, when he when he first came out here and he came onto the scene. He, he runs some really good races and he's just been a bit patchy this preparation. But again, uh, on top of the ground, home track, two thousand metres, uh, should be a good sort of tempo in the race with a big field. Uh, you could see him running well, and it wouldn't surprise. Uh, are you in the same boat there, Davo? Just a bit patchy at the moment, that, that Yeah, horse? yeah. His first up run, you went, hello, here we go. Big preparation, and then he's done very little since. I think the key with him is 2,000. He gets a chance to maybe he's just been looking for further after that fresh run. So that, that's his chance, but I agree with you. It's hard to back off his last few runs, but he's definitely got the talent. Okay, good on you, Mitch. Well played, good calling today. What's uh, what's your best at Rose Hill Gardens, Mitch? And I don't know if you might have some quarty numbers written down that are far away to the listeners. Uh, I don't, Rich, on the on the run, but uh, my best is Lady Kirribilli, and um, I think uh, Elsione will be awfully hard to beat uh, in the ATC Cup now with the scratching of Long Villiers. I think. Um, uh, I agree with Brad that Elsie owns a, a great each-way play in that race. I can't see it missing top three. Great to have you join us this morning, mate, and good calling this afternoon. Thanks, boys. Good man. There he is, Mitch Manners, keeping him nice and busy around the place at the moment, and he'll be calling all the action there at Rosal Gardens today. So that's, uh, I think we've pretty much covered um, most of, of, of the questions that have come through. 
Um, yeah, it looks that way. No more fishing questions coming through for you, Brad. So I think we're... Well, I was hoping to get an update, but no update there. No. So I uh, might have lost reception out there. The radio can be a bit patchy offshore, but uh, good luck. Hopefully a few more flat out on board. Race four, number five. Race seven, number nine, my two. I was going to say value plays because they were sort of $8 yesterday, but now they're both $4.40. But they are Mission Phoenix and Alcyone. Mission Phoenix, they've just got to get the ride right on him. Get to the front. He should get it easy enough, but build from the 650. Don't turn into a please do not just sit, sit, sit and wait for the last 300 because they'll just go straight past him and out sprint him. They've got to build from the 600 with him. Uh, Caulfield is a ripper today. Is there something you like down there? I don't mind Keats. Um, I think race six, number five. He's Look, his best runs have been on wet, but he's got a couple of soft five runs that are okay. So if he, if he handles the, the track okay, it's a very – it's a race I can – Pop all the other favourites in the market. So I just think he'll run well. Keats, he's been flying and um, he's just beautiful on speed style. He gives a big kick at the forward of the two and then tries to hold on. So hopefully he does that. And your Sky Racing One commitments kick in pretty soon. Yep, go to uh, get ready for that with Marto and Gator the Savo. So tune in if you're uh, around this afternoon and good luck to all the punters. Speak next Saturday. Look forward to good it. Man. Thanks, Richard. Brad Davidson, big thanks to Mitch Manners. And uh, Hurls, are we sold out yet for this? Uh, this multi, or how, how are we, yes, travel, we, are we travelling uh, there? It, uh, it's all gone, but plenty of people, as usual, got on. You've got to be quick. We do say that every week, but uh, yeah, plenty did get on, mate. It's all and, gone, Ski. Hopefully, to, we get the cash today. Good luck to uh, those who are playing. Um, give those horses a, a bit more strength. Uh, jockeys, challenges, hurls, and I suppose uh, different deals around the place with the tab today. What can you enlighten us with? Yeah, Rose Hill and Caulfield today. All races run second or third. And if your horse does run second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. That applies for your first fixed odds win bet. Uh, Jockey's chance today at Rose Hill, $1.70 for James McDonald, Tyler Schiller and Timmy Clark, both at $7. Rachel King, $8.50, $13, any other jockey option. Tommy Shit at 15, 21 Karen McAvoy and Brenton Abdullah at 26. Just before I go, Rich, just want to give a shout out to our good colleague and friend, uh, Jared Duffy, not in the best of health at the moment, but um, yeah, hopefully uh, things start to get on the improve fairly shortly, mate.